Hi, I'm Mike Maloney, and welcome to another CSRM podcast. Today's episode is hosted by Dr. Greg Linville. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode here of the CSRM podcast. This is part two of our Reach Reflections. If you listen to part one, we introduced Bob Schindler and Tim Conrad, and I'm joined again with them and also doc, Dr. Greg Linville. And we're talking about the REACH gathering. We're reflecting upon how this has morphed into a partnership of like-minded sports ministry organizations to become what it has. Now, you may be wondering, okay, so you teased it last time. You even directed us to a website. I know that I'm supposed to travel to Houston, but what is REACH? It's okay if you've never heard of this before. Well, I'm going to use a dirty word in our movement. It's it's a conference, but then I'm going to have Bob and Tim and Greg correct me because maybe you know what a conference is. You go, you get a fire hydrant of, of information, you think you're going to change the world, but then you go back to your church setting and then you realize I'm exhausted and I don't know if I can implement any of these changes. So maybe conferences haven't been the best experience for you. So Bob, please correct me. What is reach and why should people come? Well, uh, Thanks, Stan. I think you you teed it up really well. And I would go back to the forming of REACH, really, because we spent, I think, guys, we spent over a year. 18 months. Question, answering that and, and answering that question, what was going to be distinct about REACH? And that was uh, that's where we wrestled. Each of us has a little different passion. We're all focused on the local church. As we've mentioned, we all want to see the local church mobilize. We love the local church. We're all very involved in our local churches. So that we already knew was going to be a part of our DNA. But we had to work out what were going to be the foundational principles and ideas that we were going to build reach upon. And, and that was a great, uh, a great process. And, and that was really where I think our friendships deepen, I, our partnerships, I would say, deepen. Because I, I, Greg and I've talked about this. Tim and I too. I've said I don't think you become a partner until you start working together. Uh, now I think you can. There's different ways of working, but all of a sudden now we've got our hands to the plow together, or we're rowing a boat together, and that's where we really gain an appreciation for each other. What Tim bring, what Tim brings to the table, uh, to the to the table, what Greg brings to the table, and so uh, one of my particular passions again grows out of what this was the foundation of that was a united group of people who were in relationship together. And so we don't like to call it a conference because that diminishes the relational component for most people. Now, it doesn't always have to be that way, but usually when you think of a conference, you go and just kind of receive information. We wanted to be much more focused on an, uh, a relational connection, both with the participants as well as the way we we designed the, the the breakout sessions and all the things around that as well. So that that's what that's what we call it a gathering. We want it to be a gathering of like-minded sports rec and fitness leaders who are wrestling with a lot of the same things and provide them opportunities to support and encourage each other. So that's what we call it a gathering rather than a conference. Greg and Tim can talk about our four particular key 
foundational blocks that we put in as well to that to the reach gathering. I, I love that word gathering, uh, and I think that's that's exciting for a lot of people. It feels different. It's a better word, I think, for for the overall vision. And Dr. Tim Conrad, let's let's turn it over to you. Talk about some of those those uh, different components and why people should come to the Reach Gathering. Yeah, and again, to me, the, there's there's those four words. I'm going to grab inspire. Is that right, Bob? I got one of them right. <laughs> it's been a while since I remembered those four, but the inspire. Oh, Greg, though he knows them. Yeah, good. I'm glad somebody has to know them. <laughs> but the uh, the inspiring aspect of a conference, obviously, is what originally drew people to some place. Uh, I was a soccer coach uh, at first at a Christian college, and uh, before I ever did any, uh, you know, that's where it started for me. As I'm at a Christian college and I'm a soccer coach. And we go to a big soccer coach convention, and it's the national not it's the National Soccer Coaches Association of America. And when you walk into that place, and there were speakers and coaches and people that had done everything, and you were just like, "Man, I'm a part of this," and that's sort of what we wanted to be able to say to the person that sits up there and runs a little league for his church or coaches a basketball team or plays on a basketball team and church softball church basketball has been around for what, 150 years, Greg. Oh, no, those sports aren't even that old yet. But anyways, the point is that we want to be uh, humans. We want to be inspired. We want to have a something that we, and obviously as a Christian, we, we can be inspired by God every day, but, the sports world has that feel. And so inspiration coming from leaders that have gone years and years and done it and, and been in these countries and that country and this sport and that sport. And we, we love that part of it. And, uh, but we never compromise for fame. Inspiration comes from what somebody has lived. And that's what's uh, I think unique about uh, reach it has a element of humanity and uh, as well as this god sprinkling uh, inspiration on top of somebody and we get to sort of be near them and so that's inspired and i think that's what we want to do dr linville anything to add to those different components to, to the overall vision of reach well yeah these guys have hit, have hit it really well the 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 other words are affirmation. So we inspire, we affirm, and we also connect and we we equip. And so it has the elements of a convention. A convention typically has exhibitors. You do business. You know, there's that kind of thing. We have that kind of stuff. We we do business, but in it's not a business to keep our organization going. It's a business of how do we help each other do better. And it is a conference that there are seminars. We, we, we say we have these, the different modalities. We have the main session, and, and that would be, in a lot of people's language, plenaries. And then we have, um, we have the normal seminars where it's a download of information from one person to another. 
and we have the workshops that's experiential where people do it together. We have round tables where we throw out a topic and it's convened and people just say, this is where I'm hurting. This is what I need. This is what I'm thinking. We have panel discussions of experts on different parts. Um, and, and, and we have a keynote addresses in each of our tracks. We have different tracks that address youth sports and fitness and everything in between these things. And so there's that conference part of it that's there, certainly. But it's also a retreat in the sense that you come away to get filled up and, and you get closer to God. And you also get closer to your brothers and sisters. And so the retreat part of it is also part of it. And that's why it's not a convention. It's not a conference. It's not a retreat. But it's it's all of those things. And it's also based on participants. It's We don't pay money for speakers to come and do their seminars, for instance. We're assuming that that the sports outreach community is coming. And so when they're coming, then share what, what you're gifted at, share what you're hot about right then. And what's, what's a, what's a cutting edge thing. And, and so we really rely on each other. So for me, that's some of the, the differentiations of the, of the gathering. It, it's kind of a combination of all of those things. And the three of us sat down and said, we don't want it to be the same old, same old. We want it to be something different. And we want to, we want to, as Bob always says, this is this is to unify and catalyze, and and I think we've been doing that really well. You know, there's been a couple of really good words that have been used so far, and I think that idea of being inspired, uh, being equipped. I think people are hungry for that, and so I want to encourage you right now. If you haven't already checked out the website, go to reachgathering.org. And just know that the, the REACH gathering is going to happen March 28th and 29th of 2023. Uh, don't know exactly when this recording will be watched or heard, but uh, it's going to be quick. It's coming up quick on into the new year. Um, but I think a really, a really good clarifying question would be, okay, so who is REACH for? We kind of understand the concept. If you've ever been to some sort of convention, um, you kind of know what that's all about. I think you heard this is very intentional, though. We want you to connect with other people because no one understands a sports minister like a sports minister. So we get what the other is going through. So who would this be for? Would it be for the local church sports minister who actually has a title and is being paid for it? Would it be for somebody who is maybe not really given a clear title with their church, but they're volunteering and they're getting some stuff rolling? Would it be somebody who's at a mega church and that's their sole job or somebody at a small church who wears like 10 different hats and is trying to do youth ministry and get groups going for the church and also was told by their senior pastor, hey, start a sports ministry. So who is the conference for? I don't know if if, if one of you want to jump in on that, but who should consider going to the REACH gathering? Well, Dan, I'll, I'll start. Lisa, I'm not the only one that can speak on this, but I... Um... First of all, it, the answer to your question is yes. Yes. <laughs> it's all of it. um, but they have one thing in common, and Tim mentioned this earlier. They are all operating within the local church in their efforts to use sports, rec, and fitness to build the kingdom of God. 
So that's who this is for, men and women who are operating within the local church and wanting to use sports rec and fitness as a way to share the gospel and make disciples. So um, that's what's unique about us. We don't know of anybody else in the world that focuses this way, as Tim said, laser focus this way. And it doesn't mean we don't value other sports ministries. We just feel very called to this and want people to know that that's what they're doing. This is where they can come and find other people just like that. Anything to yeah. add to that, guys? Great. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's spot on. I would, I would say anybody that wants to reach those people who are far from Jesus and his church using sports rec fitness, and it's not just sports. We've used the word sports a lot, but it's also recreation and fitness, wellness kinds of things. The, the fitness may be the fastest growing part of our whole community and that it is it's really something. And the church that we're going to that is hosting us this time, one of their massive, huge ways of reaching the community is in the area of fitness. I would say that uh, Debbie Brown, who's there uh, in that church on the staff, is got to be seen at least as the American uh, top of the rung when it comes to fitness and probably pretty close to the top in the world. Um, and and so, yeah, it, it, so I'm expanding on what Bob said because I thought he had everything exactly right, but then saying don't just limit yourself if you're doing a league. Do, do everything else. Uh, that is in this area and join us because you won't, you won't find a better place than that. Yeah. And, and I would, uh, I think I could add the educational side of things that there was such a movement, a big movement in the latter part of the 20th century where churches decided that they needed to have schools. And then when they had schools, then they had sports teams. And so, uh, the whole idea, you know, Greg pioneered the whole thing with the bringing the college again. And I know you you said that you had done that, Dan, as well in the van. And uh, but the idea that and then again, Greg has has led the way there on that, and that's one of the great pieces of uh, his career is that the having the educated college kid. I mean, my ministry in the early days of UW, we would recruit out of Greg's classes. And we knew everybody at UW in leadership knew that if we got a Malone student from the, from Greg, then we had we had somebody that would actually understand us and know what to know what they were supposed to do out there. And uh, it was always that way in uh, those early years because of the education and the connection of of the vision into that uh, that genre and that in that uh, number of uh, people that are in education well it now can go down and it has to it has to go down uh, i'm at this place uh, a new place in my uh, thinking and age and whatever and i've watched something deteriorate i've watched families deteriorate and leave church for sport and it's it's unbelievable. So the the Christian schools, at churches, people that are involved in sports at their Christian school ought to come to this and be a part of this and see how it ties from the field to the pew. Even though they're they they think they're doing it and they 
They're all, and a lot of them are are just laying the groundwork for families to jettison and go away from church. And, and this so, all so, comes from Doctor Tim Conrad, who <laughs> has, has gone on and gotten that academic side. And by the way, those kids were successful because I had a whole class session on how do you deal with Tim Conrad. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) They came and then they left. (laughs) But many of those people are still doing it. That's it. That's the exciting part. I just talked to a guy that was on Uncharted Water staff, and he's still doing it in a local church today. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Let me throw one thing in. Back in the 70s, a bunch of us that played soccer started to do this thing and say, wait, let's use soccer to tell people about Jesus. There's a, there's a, we have had two, uh, three Zooms of the guys who I met in the seventies who are all still doing it today. And so what Greg just said, what is a reason to be there? Oh man, you should tie into all the people that are still doing it. Yeah. 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 Tell me, um, I, I love, we, we've got a couple minutes left here, uh, but I, I'd love to hear if any of you has a story that comes to mind of someone who who maybe was just really discouraged um, and they came to reach and they're continuing along in, in ministry because they came and they were encouraged. I think a lot of times in ministry, um, it, it can be very stressful. Sometimes maybe it feels like the sports minister the rec minister, the fitness person feels like almost like an outsider with the rest of the staff for whatever reason, but maybe they came to reach, they were ready to give up, but they didn't. I, I, I'd love to hear a story like that. If any of you have one. Yeah, there was a, I'll, t- I'll tell you two stories that come to my mind. One guy in particular actually uh, lived in the city where reach was going to be held and the host church leader encouraged each of his guys on staff to go out into the general area and find churches and just drop off invitations to reach. And one guy drove about 30 miles up to a sub, like a distant suburb, dropped it off to a guy that he didn't even know. Uh, The guy actually ended up coming and he had been in that role for a year and was about ready to quit. And he, he didn't know there was anybody else out there that was really doing this and struggling with, and that's, there's this common felt need in sports ministry that I'm alone. Uh, I'm alone on my staff. Nobody gets me on my staff. I'm not even in the same building as the rest of the staff. I operate a different schedule as the rest of the staff. And that's exactly how he felt. And he came and found a group of people that brought, he would say, water to his thirsty soul just i mean i literally use those terms he was he was really thirsty then there was uh, and it's really empowered him to move forward second guy is this breaks my heart he spent over two years i think it was three years trying to find something like this mm-hmm. on the web could never find it until finally he ran into the reach um, reach gathering. And he's been coming since then and speaks all the time about who else is out there that doesn't know about this. And so one encouragement I'd give you, if you're listening to this and you know about reach, 
don't assume everybody else does. And there may be another person in your normal, in your general area. Send them an email about it, uh, at least, because there, uh, there may be others like that one guy who's about to quit and, and reach could be the water for his soul that, that he or she needs. That's, that's well said. Water for that thirsty soul. You know, and I think there's opportunity there. So, Tim, Greg, any anything to add? Any any inspirational stories as we wrap up this session here? Uh, I think what you asked, Bob just answered. <laughs> They're there. <laughs> They're there. We got we got to just be able to hold on to them. Well, we we certainly appreciate um, you taking the time to watch this, listen to this, and we just encourage you if you haven't already. Go check out the website, reachgathering.org, March 28th and 29th in Houston. And so if you're in the Spork Rec or Fitness Ministry, this is for you. And if you've gone in the past, invite others, at least point them to the website. See if they'll come be a part of this. We're going to continue the reflections of Reach in our next session. So stay tuned to next week. That's all the time we have for today. Take care. We'll see you then. The CSRM Podcast is a production of CSRM and their production house, Overwhelming Victory. Dr. Greg Lindell is the executive producer, and Scott Stedman is the associate producer and editor. To learn more about CSRM, visit csrm.org. For more information about Overwhelming Victory, visit overwhelmingvictory.org. The CSRM Podcast is the flagship member of the podcast network, Overwhelming Victory Radio. For more information on Overwhelming Victory Radio or to listen to our partner podcasts, visit overwhelmingvictory.org backslash OV radio. For CSRM Podcasts, I'm Mike Maloney. Have a blessed day.